Welcome to Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the Kentucky Wesleyan College Alumni Association. Join us each week as we interview incredible alumni and friends and follow the evolution of their lives. Hey, everybody. We are back for another edition of Alumni Evolution, the podcast, the official podcast of the Alumni Association of Kentucky Wesleyan. I'm Doug Hoyt. I have the privilege of being your host for the podcast. And I got to tell you, I have an exciting guest with me today. Kathy, you want to take a minute and introduce yourself? My name is Kathy Rutherman. I've worked here at the college for almost 17 years. 17 years in November, right? I started November 13th of 06. November 13th. Came here from Paducah, where I worked for many years. And it's been for me a great 17 years and a gift to me and a blessing. Well, first of all, let me tell you, congratulations for longevity. And uh, we're for all of us here at Kentucky Wesleyan, Thank you for what you've done. I have a particular affinity for November 13th. That's my birthday. So you started on a great day. We'll have to celebrate. I will be happy to celebrate with you. So, you know, I don't want to get too far down the road. We're going to talk about you. First, you are not a graduate of Kentucky Wesleyan, and this is alumni evolution. And somebody may think, well, I don't understand. Why are we talking to Kathy today? Well, Kathy has been given an honor recently, and in fact, will receive that honor in the very near future. Would you care to share with our listeners what that is? The Alumni Association is giving me an award as an honorary alumna of the college, and that means so much to me. I was surprised, shocked emotional when I found out, and I feel very honored because when I came here, of course, I came here for a job. You get jobs so that you can make money and get PTO time and have insurance benefits and other perks, and I wanted to work in a faith-based college. That was my goal. I came to love the college, and being here became more than a job. I became a part of a community, and that means so much to me, and I appreciate that the Alumni Association is making it official. Well, absolutely, and congratulations to you you on that well-deserved honor. Um, I have a privilege serving on the Alumni Association Board of having been part of voting for that, and I can tell you right now it's well-deserved, but... It's interesting. Uh, I find this with everybody I talk with, and myself included. There's something about Kentucky Wesleyan that gets in your DNA. It just becomes part of you. And it sounds like maybe that same thing has happened to you. As an employee, it just becomes part of your fabric. That's true. And... Of course, when I came here 17 years ago, I didn't know anybody. Just like a freshman student. I didn't know anybody on campus. I didn't know anyone in Owensboro. Um, Ann Federline was the president then, and she interviewed me. And Claude Bacon, who was over admissions, interviewed me. And they were the only people that I had had any experience with, but I really didn't know them. 
And what I saw happen almost immediately when I arrived was that I got to know students. And I enjoyed that tremendously from day one. One of the first students I met was Matt Ruark, who's in admissions now. Mm-hmm. He was a sophomore at the time. Oh, my. And I went over to the cafeteria, the dining hall, for dinner several evenings when I first arrived. And Matt, being warm and friendly, came and sat with me. And we got to know each other right away. And I saw him over the next few years as he matured as a student. His junior and senior year, he was president of SGA. His junior year, he was inducted into the Order of Oak and Ivy. A very prestigious honor. Yes. And then when he graduated, he came to work here. And I've seen him grow in those years, too. Um, I saw, have seen firsthand how the college affected him as a student and now as an employee. But he's one of many that I've seen over the years, countless students that I've seen come in on day one, on move-in day, and they're nervous, and they have that deer-in-the-headlights look. And I get to know some of them, and when they graduate, they have found themselves. They know yeah. where I, they're going and what they're going to do. And I think that is something that Kentucky Wesleyan is known for. When you, when you first started, what was your role? I was Director of Public Relations. Okay. And so you is that your current title? That's not my title now. My title is Senior Director of Campus Relations. And I do several different things. I do some development. I do the Pillars Magazine, which comes out Absolutely. twice a year for alumni and friends. I think I love doing that more than anything I've ever done in my entire career. The magazine? Yes. Well, that's interesting. I love... Um, Getting to know people and telling their stories. That's just been a, a real joy to me. Kind of like this podcast. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, I do the Wesleyan Way electronic newsletter that comes out monthly. And I am the liaison to the media as well, which I enjoy. That's another way to tell our stories. So you've always done sort of similar duties as you do now in your job. Maybe the title's changed. It's evolved a little bit, but it's similar. Similar. I didn't do any development when I started here. I've done that for maybe five or six years, and I've enjoyed that. And and just to be clear, so everybody understands development being the fundraising part. That's correct. Of the, of the uh, college. Okay. So... Do you like the fundraising part? I do. It's very rewarding. Do you find because that I believe in what we do here? Do you find it's relationship building? Yes, and it's interesting as I meet people, I learn a lot about them, find out their stories, and get to tell them. And that's the exciting part. It really is. And along the way, you meet some interesting people. I've met a lot of interesting people from many places. Everyone has unique stories to tell, but there are also commonalities 
because they experienced Kentucky Wesleyan and found themselves here. Absolutely. And so you mentioned, I think, a while ago, you're from Paducah. Is that correct? I worked in Paducah for many years. I grew up right across the river in Southern Illinois, in Metropolis, okay. which is the home of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and for that reason... And for, for, no, for those that don't know, that is the home of Superman, and there's a big, larger-than-life Superman statue sitting in Metropolis uh, as you approach the casino. <laughs> oh, have you been to the casino? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I admit it, once or twice, but not very often. But I've seen Superman. Well, I have something funny to share here. Roy Pickerel, whose office is next to mine, has always called me Lois Lane. Oh. He, I've never heard him call me Kathy. He always calls me Lois. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Well, leave it to Roy. Yes. Right? Leave it to Roy. <laughs> Okay, so Metropolis, uh, and you made your way to Paducah to work? I worked in Paducah for many years. I started out at what was then called Western Baptist Hospital. Okay. I worked there for 12 and a half years. Similar role? No, very different. I started out, to get my foot in the door there, I started out as a clerk in their business office. I only worked in there for a few months, maybe six months, until I could get in the medical records department. So for that six months, this was a long time ago, they paid me $2.18 an hour. Oh, wow. The gentleman who hired me, a very nice man, said normally we would hire you in at minimum wage, which was $2 at the time. But we're so glad to have you. I'm going to give you $0.18 cents more an hour. And I was excited. And I rented an apartment for next to nothing from the hospital. It was right across the street from the hospital. Really, I just did file clerk responsibilities in there. But it's funny. I look back on that, and I liked it because I was able to help all of the ladies who worked in there and keep things organized for them, help them find things. And they were old enough to be my parents or my grandparents, and they treated me wonderfully. And I made lifelong friends while I was making $2.18 an hour. $2.18 an hour, right? And then from there, when there was an opening, I transferred into the medical records department and had a career in medical records or health information management, they often call it now, for many years and became a supervisor and then went to another hospital as a director and then to another hospital, a larger hospital as a director, and did that for many years. So those other hospitals, were they in Paducah? Yes. One was a psychiatric hospital there that treated um, psychiatry and chemical dependency. And I worked there for about three and a half years. It was very interesting. It was a for-profit hospital. Then I went to another acute care facility in town, Lourdes Hospital, and I worked there for 15 years before I came here. Okay. I bet you got some stories from those uh, previous hospital Yes. Settings. I loved working in healthcare. Uh, it was interesting. I learned something new every day. I got to work with all kinds of people, physicians to the people in the cafeteria, to the people in all the clinical areas, to the gentlemen who worked in housekeeping who were so nice and helped me set up 
for events. I loved it. I, it's a hospital is like a town. It's open 24-7 every day of the year. You can get food any time of the day or night. There's something happening at every hour. And at any moment, a baby's being born and someone's going to heaven. So you see it all. And there's all kinds of different people. Yes. I worked with people from all over the world. I worked with people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, levels of education. I worked with very committed people, very, very dedicated to patient care and quality. Well, that's awesome. It's, uh, I think it's very rewarding to be in the healthcare industry. Um, you know, it, it, there's, a, there's a good feeling that you're doing something that's meaningful. It was rewarding, and I particularly appreciated getting to know patients and their families. And I didn't do that so much when I was in medical records, but I transitioned in there to be over community relations and then marketing. And when I had those jobs, I really worked with the community and really worked with our patients and their families. Did a lot of advertising and got to tell stories of our patients, and um, I loved that. So, you know, it's interesting as I listen to you talk about you and your evolution. Uh, the, the common theme that runs through this is the relationships and the storytelling. And so I can understand why you enjoy where you are and what you're doing today. It, it seems like that was just ready-made for you. Well, it's, it's rewarding on several different levels. Um, one thing I get to do is what I love, and it's, it's writing and sharing, communicating in different ways. But it's also developing relationships with people and sometimes forming friendships. I've made a lot of friends among our alumni and our students and stay in touch with students who have Even since Roy. moved on. And I've loved that. I didn't expect all that to happen. And it's, it's just been great. Um, some of my favorite people here are, I have favorites in every decade, but some of them are in their 90s and just delightful people. Yeah. And um, one of them, I'm sure you know, Glenn Sowards, went to college for two years at our Winchester campus and then transferred up here when we moved to Owensboro. So he has great stories to tell. And he's delightful, as is his wife, Charlotte. I also have friends among younger graduates who I got to know when they were students, and they stay in touch. One I go to lunch with every summer. He comes and takes me out to lunch. It's fun. And I get to hear about his career. He's working on his doctorate now. It, and, and it's amazing to me that, you know, I have an opportunity to have been touched by people from each decade and, and all decades, including current students. There's so many differences, but yet there's a lot of similarities between those evolutions, you know, those uh, people and how they've grown, you know, because they're still people. Over the years, it's mainly technology that's changed in the society and the way we do things, but not so much the people. You know, the people are very similar. People are similar, and people had similar experiences here, too. They do. 
And the great thing about technology is that it enables us to stay in touch so easily now. Isn't that right? It's wonderful. It absolutely is. How did we live without Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Well... You know, that's that double-edged sword, Kathy. How do we live with Facebook, but how did we live without it, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's circle back. You uh, you are receiving this award as an honorary alumnus of the college. Um I tell me about uh, you. I were telling me earlier about some of your family, and they're excited. They surprised um, me. There, I have a sister in Fort Myers, Florida, and her daughter, my niece, lives there, and her daughter, my great niece, lives there, and they're flying up. They surprised me. And my sister from Wisconsin is coming down, too. And she told me just recently that as soon as she heard that I had the award, she called and made a reservation at a hotel here. And that was back in March or April. So I didn't expect them to come so far, but they were excited and they know how much the college means to me. And that's why they wanted to come and share in the time. I think it sounds like they're as proud of you as we are. Well, thank you. It makes me very happy. It's a great place to be a part of. It absolutely is. So you have a sister, uh, other family. Do you have other family? Well, I have two sisters and their families, and I'm very close to all of them. And they live where? One in Fort Myers. One in Fort Myers and one outside Milwaukee. Oh, my gosh. That's the cold place. So... I go to Milwaukee in the summer and Fort Myers in the winter. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. And what do they do? My sister in Milwaukee is retired now. She worked in agribusiness for many years. And my sister in Fort Myers is, um, she hasn't worked for a number of years. She's a master gardener. And they have an unbelievably beautiful yard as you can imagine absolutely until hurricanes come through and then they redo um and she has her daughter and her family right next door they have she has five grandchildren right next door oh wow isn't that so it's fun to go down and see them yeah so when you're not working what keeps you busy i read a lot okay i've always been a reader from the time i was very young and what do you read I read a lot of biography. I read some fiction just to relax and... Escape a little bit? Escape, yes. I watch a lot of old movies. Um, I love being with friends here and in Paducah still. And one of my favorite things to do is go out to dinner with friends and eat and laugh and eat some more and laugh some more and talk a lot. (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Give me a favorite book. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. One that immediately comes to mind is, probably because I was just talking with a friend about it, is Exodus that came out in the late 50s, and then a movie was made with Paul Newman and Eva Marie Saint. It was a phenomenal book. I read that when I was in junior high, and it's still one of my favorites all these years later. 
Um, another one that I read at about the same time, most people today haven't heard of, but I recommend it to people. The name of it is Five Smooth Stones. It's a novel, and it's about a young man from New Orleans and the civil rights movement, and it is a beautiful book. Who wrote? Who's the author? Anne Fairbairn wrote that book. Okay. Leon Uris wrote Exodus. Okay. So those immediately come to mind. Oh, very cool. But there are many. So I want to switch gears. Something that I, it's, it's a little selfish, but I like to ask my guests, tell me about a favorite vacation. And I ask that question because I may learn someplace that I want to go to. My wife and I love to travel. And so I thought, well, what the heck? I'll just steal your knowledge. Oh, wow. I can't pick just one. Is it okay if I tell about several? Absolutely. <laughs> one of my favorite places to go is Yellowstone Park. Oh, yeah. Very nice. And just north of there in Montana, the Paradise Valley, because my mother and my grandmother are both from there. They were born and raised on a cattle ranch just about 15 miles north of Yellowstone Park. And it's absolutely beautiful there. So I love to go out there in the summertime. I love to go to Fort Myers. I love to go to Wisconsin. My sister and brother-in-law there live in a beautiful calendar page, kind of a suburb of Milwaukee. It's just gorgeous. I've been to Europe several times and and love the places I've visited there. So we're in Europe. I've been to a lot of places in the United States, but we have never been to Europe. That is something on our bucket list. Well, if you need a tour guide, I know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're happy to go along, huh? There's no place I've been there that I didn't like. Um, I love the cities, London, Paris, Rome, Munich. Venice, I've been there several times. It's unbelievable. Um, I love the countryside, too, in all the countries I've visited. I like to get away from where the American tourists are yeah. and find the places where the locals hang out. I remember doing that one time some years ago in London. We went to a pub. We asked at our hotel where to go, and they recommended a place. And we walked in this beautiful neighborhood in London and— Went to a pub, and we were the only Americans in there, and the people were so friendly. Everybody came over and wanted to talk to us, and that was just a lot of fun. That's a good memory. You know, I we find that that's true even in, in the United States, right? You go to the places the locals go, the food tends to be better, and the company seems to be better. So those are the places we like to visit as well. That's what I enjoyed about Europe, very much so. I love that in Paris, too. Paris is absolutely beautiful. That's on our bucket list. We definitely want to go there. But, you know, when we look at the map and we talk about going to Europe, there's so many places we, we realize we're probably going to have to, you know, spend about a month there. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> You and then when you it. come back, you'll have a list of places you want to visit the next time. I'm sure that's true. The museums are wonderful. One of the places I enjoyed and appreciated the most in Europe was the northern coast of France, Normandy. 
Oh, yeah. You know, towns there. We went to Utah Beach and Omaha Beach. A lot and, of history. Uh, it was just a sacred place to visit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's an interesting little story. A gentleman from my hometown came into a village in Normandy on early the morning of D-Day. He was a paratrooper. His name was John Steele. And he landed on, his parachute got hung up on a church steeple, and he hung from the side of the steeple. He's played by Red Buttons in The Longest Day, if you've ever seen that movie. I have. And they, uh, the Germans got him down and took him prisoner, and then he escaped several days later. So he's a hero in my hometown. That's cool. I knew his family, and we went to that town, and there's a dummy of him hanging on the steeple. And when you go into this little church, it's an all-Norman church, there's a stained glass window behind the altar with paratroopers on it, and it says, in honor of John Marvin Steele and the other paratroopers who liberated our village. It was really something. Oh, that's a cool story. It's fascinating. That's really neat. Well, Kathy, listen, I, I hate to say it, but we are at the end of our time. Where has it gone? That went fast, and I enjoyed it. it. I told you you would. So thank you. Thank you very much for being with me today. I hope everybody enjoys uh, our time that we have spent with uh, Kathy Rutherman. She is uh, uh, honorary alumna for Kentucky Westland, and we are very excited and proud and glad to have you among our alums. And thank you for spending a little time with me today. Uh, For the Alumni Evolution Podcast, I am Doug Hoyt, and we will talk next time. This has been another episode of Alumni Evolution, the official podcast of the KWC Alumni Association hosted by Doug Hoyt, class of 1984. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow the Alumni Association on social media at KWC Alumni. See you next time, Panthers.